Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Are You Having a Draft? This week we're doing it with a slight difference. I'd like to introduce my co-host, Peter Everall. Hello, a new and improved Bradley James. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> better looking. Um, and you can say that because he's not here this week. Yeah. Uh, Bradley James is out of the country, but we are expecting a phone call imminently. Um, so this week uh, it is Peter Everall and it's myself, Marcus Ellard, as usual. And we've got a very special guest who we'll be introducing very shortly. So, Pete, and this is this is going to be over to you. So, here's another episode of Are You Having a Draft? So, Peter, here we are. Welcome to your first co-hosting episode. Um, we've got another very special guest. Of this, in fact, we've got a very, very very special guest sitting opposite me. He's flown in from LA, especially, <laughs> to join us. There he is. Um, who is it, Pete? It's Chike. Hello. <laughs> it is such an honour to be sat across from you both. <laughs> Thank um, you, mate. So, yeah, thanks. Obviously, you were, you, you were back in the country, which is brilliant, for a limited time only. I was actually one of the drafters who made it to Bradley's birthday. Um, and people who live in the country didn't make it. That was a poor effort. <laughs> you were, and that's the thing. So when um, a Bradley's birthday, I remember cause we were, it was we were a few we were a few drinks, weren't we, Pete? We may have had one or two. And I think I arrived <laughs> that morning or the day before, so I was that, I was really jet lagged. Well, you didn't look. At, and I was saying to Pete earlier because me and Pete had a um, a pre uh, a pre podcast briefing in the pub, and I was just saying like we were we were sitting there so excited to to have you on because. When I came in and saw you in the bar when we were at Bradley's birthday, you had this huge smile on your face and you were like, I love the podcast. <laughs> I really do. I'm a genuine fan. I live in Los Angeles and I spend all of my time in my car and I used to have it in silence because I don't like radios. I don't like American commercials. But now I listen to podcasts all the time. And so Podcast Junkie, this one is one I download every week. Oh, thank you, mate. Cool. So that's a, great. a fan and an original drafter. And that's that, that's what I was going to talk about. So obviously, so 
For those of you um, that haven't gone right back to the beginning, Chike is one of our original drafters. And how many seasons did you do it for? I think I did five in a row. Yeah. And then I missed one um, because I missed the flight. Yes. Because, you know what, back in the, in the beginning days, this was like a ramshackle affair. And you could just rock up and it took a couple of hours. Then as we progressed, it's an all-day thing. And now it's like sponsorship and all sorts of things. <laughs> Not so, quite. So I, uh, I, I, I have to be here physically. And when you live 6,000 miles away, that's difficult. So I've missed two seasons. Yeah. Now, the first season I missed, it was kind of fine. I wasn't in the WhatsApp group, but I missed it a lot. And mm. so I tried to get back in this, this year. And so what happened? So yes, because we were literally expecting you until like a day before or something. Yeah. And then what happened? I was in New York and I was going to fly from New York to London. Yeah. And I had to go back to LA and I didn't have enough time to get back. So, yeah. But this is this is the brilliant thing this year because there's yourself and then there's Dan who um, drafted Phil's team. And you are both, even though you, you didn't make it back this year, unfortunately, because we do miss you in the draft. And even though Dan Sharman basically came in to literally draft, you're both in the you're you're in this weird position of you particularly were original drafter, and now you're in the WhatsApp chat, so you're seeing exactly what's happening, <laughs> but you're not in the draft. How is that? Honestly, it, it feels like a spectator sport. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I and I chirp in maybe a lot more than I should because I I've missed the banter for such a like well for the last two seasons now season and a bit. And it's so much fun to watch the arguments, but also having the podcast as a complimentary thing now, yeah. I get to like go between the two. I have made the mistake a couple of times of, because you're my mates, of like listening to the podcast and feeling like we're having a real time conversation. <laughs> and then I'll go to the WhatsApp group and be like, oh no, you recorded this a week ago. <laughs> and so, yeah, but it's, it's, it is just spectating. I'm just like watching what's all happening week by week, but it's good fun. And Can I just pick up on the fact that you talked about sponsorship? A moment ago, yeah, go and on. We've gone super, and that's what. If anyone's listening and they want to sponsor me to do fantasy football, uh, I am available for sponsorship deals. All deals, please contact my agent, Marcus Ellard. <laughs> I'll, I'll come out of agent retirement just for you. And <laughs> um, that's who would you obviously being a Stoke City fan, you must have seen some absolutely shocking sponsorships in the last um, sort of few years since you've obviously been yeah. in the championship. Who would you get to sponsor your draft? The worst sponsorship we had was um, a company called Broxap, who did street furniture. So, <laughs> what, the fuck is what is street, what is street furniture? furniture? <laughs> I don't know. It's like benches in the pavement and stuff like that, okay. right? And maybe some lighting or whatever. So, back when we were a second division football team, which we're not far off from being, we were sponsored by Broxap street furniture so Love i'm expecting they're expecting us to be sponsored by uh brox app next season so with your team would you have brox app or would you sort of pitch a bit above that i'm probably punching at about brox app's level right about now <laughs> as predicted um bradley james is calling me at the moment so i'm gonna i'm gonna answer the phone to bradley james and pop him on speakerphone bradley james direct from la <laughs> we're we're on the pad. We don't know. We're literally mid um, chat at the minute with Chike. Chike, say hello. Hello, Bradley James. Hi, Chike. Marcus has got his podcast voice on, so I can tell the record button has been hit. <laughs> yeah. And yes, mate, it's not like Melaloo's acting voice, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we were just chatting to Pete about. We were chatting about sponsorship because Chike was like, how the draft has grown and the podcast has grown. 
and he was saying like he mentioned this offhandedly mentioned sponsorship and I was just talking to Pete about who would sponsor Pete's draft team if he had a sponsor and uh, and it was what was the why f- are you laughing <laughs> Idea. So, brothers, give us a shout when you're indoors because we've got a bit of uh, traffic there. I thought it'd add production value to the whole the whole affair, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, boys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Um, I'd just like to say it is very nice to have TK in my physical presence oh. because <laughs> yeah. me and TK have known each other for going on to God, se- nearly six, seven years. Seven years. We've had a virtual relationship. <laughs> Talk to us about your virtual relationship with TK. My relationship with TK is fundamentally about once every year in August, start of August, TK will appear on someone's iPad <laughs> for the duration of however long it takes us to draft a, a few players into our squads. And uh, yeah, so anyone who goes onto the social media and sees any pictures of um, historical uh, draft day days. We'll Chica, see us all uh, see us all gathered together, <laughs> and then the face of Chike on an iPad. Yeah, so virtual Chike. Even though we speak to each other more than most of our mates, I'm sure <laughs> in our WhatsApp group, this is probably only my fifth or sixth time meeting you in person. Yeah. Actually, I speak to Chike <laughs> on WhatsApp more than I speak to any member of my family. <laughs> me, honestly, me too. That's that's genuinely true. That's funny. So yeah, you can see why this now means so much to me to yeah. not only physically be here, but now that I'm sort of edging my way back to the draft because it is my plan to come back next year. We, you need to, you need to, I like tell your agent or whatever just to not get, just you're taking this time <laughs> Blocking out that week in yeah. August. Um, so obviously, because you were in it, um, so you've not been in it for sort of, this is your second full year not in it? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So even in that, other than that, obviously, the fact that we're doing a podcast and we've become like full saddos about it. What have you noticed any like massive change? Just now you're in the WhatsApp group and now we're sort of chatting to each other about it. Like, have you kind of noticed any massive changes that you think, oh, when I get in, I'm going to have to adapt? Uh, yeah, actually, massively, massively, because there are much more strategies now to actually drafting, to draft day. Like, it felt like at the beginning it was a bit of a free for all, yeah. especially when we didn't do the like, whatever the, what's it called? The, the, auction. the auction. The auction, yeah. yeah. It's a snake draft. So, so the first, my last season was the first season of the auction. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I haven't refined that yet. So I would, I think my tactic was try and get a big player early yeah. and I have no points left for anyone else. The, yeah, the, okay. And, and because obviously now, because we've kind of spaffed it all, we're like, we've got, we keep talking about it every week and we're like, my tactics are this. So now everyone knows each other's tactics. So you, like, that's kind of what I certainly did that last year. Mm. And this year I tried to do something different but ended up going all out anyway for, I think I had, like, Aguero for 50 points and I had Robertson as well. But, like, what, without giving too much away, obviously, for next next yeah. year's tactics, like, what, how would you approach it? I did find that, that episode interesting or the couple of episodes where you were talking about different people's tactics because they were quite different and... I think in the lead up to, I actually think I've done two drafts with it, with the auction. Cause I remember in my second one, which is about three years ago now, I remember thinking, okay, my first couple of players are going to be under the radar players. So I remember I drafted my very first person I put up 
was uh, Kyle Walker Peters okay. when he was literally not barely a youth team like player. 20. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was, and and so he'd done he'd done quite well in preseason. I think actually that was a season where a few teams had played in the US, and I went and watched ah. like three or four preseason games in the International Cup, and so I was like, oh, he played quite well in that one game against. AC Milan, um, and <laughs> of course, so of course, just the, just that casual game you went to see. Yeah, and I put him up for like six points, and no one bit. Um, and I end up with him. He didn't play a single game that season, so and you wasted six. Points. <laughs> and I wasted six points. I could have put him up for one. I don't know. I hadn't quite refined the tactics. I don't yet. think anyone had. Like even this year, the the thing is the stupid thing about. And I don't know how you feel about this, Pete, but like we sat and you were in you were in some of the preseason episodes as well, weren't you? When we were chatting about this, and like we're saying. Oh, this is how I draft, and this is how we should draft, and this is how we should approach it. Comes to draft day, fucked all my points. Like, yeah, literally, free for all. <laughs> in the first two people, you know, spaffed all my points. That was it, all gone. Did you, how did you do it this year, Pete? So, I followed a similar pattern that I've done in the last couple of seasons where I try and not get involved in the big bids for players and basically keep a, basically a war chest behind. But oh. then I can sweep up. No, I love like, the war chest. Can we, yeah. not, we can't just no. We can't just go over the war chest. <laughs> love the war chest. That That's might need. Good. That might need a new like jingle. <laughs> yeah, Pete's war. Pete's war chest. Let's let's work on that for next episode. The curse of wolf makes me laugh every single time. Well, we've got another one coming. Oh up. come on! <laughs> we've, got one, we've got another one coming up today, GK. So the war chest. But the war chest takes a lot of discipline, especially yeah. on draft day when you know the food is cooked, the beers are flowing. And you've got to really be disciplined yeah, to try yeah. and keep back your points. But you, it almost goes the other end of the scale, whereas you've built up this war chest and then it's almost like you're so used to saving money that it then becomes, you win the lottery, becomes, I mean, I don't know whether you've experienced this, <laughs> not, not it yet. becomes difficult to spend the money. I've, so actually... I've never, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I've built up this war chest, I've got it, I'm ready to go. And actually then I realise, oh, I've got all this money and there's no decent players left yeah. on the board. Did you have points left over? So I have pointless over. Uh, no, I have a couple of points left over, yeah. but almost like my 13th, 14th, 15th pick, I'm almost overspending on them because I've got the points left over. Right. Um, so I think I I wanted this season to go in and, and not not hold so much back. I definitely wanted a strong captain, and I, and I failed to do that because I'm so used to just... Keeping that war chest. Yeah. Um, so let, I think what we should do now, Chike, is we're gonna we'll fire through some questions. Go for it for you. And I think we need to have um, a Chike jingle. <laughs> and between myself, Zach, and Bradley, we'll find one. Quick five question. Quickfire. Here's the quickfire questions. So since you left the draft, yep. who's better and who's worse? Um, Mel and Meds, definitely better. Go on, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, we've talked about them both. And we, other than Meds, obviously, who's in Japan or flying back from Japan after the... Oh, the yeah. But we've had Mel and Lou here. Um, you know, we, we've talked about them both definitely progressing. But how have you noticed it from a kind of... I think the the... What do you call it? Sandbagging. 
it's definitely it's definitely a thing with with Melaloose because he he has had that for the whole the whole time. Like he and I have have had quite good chats about Manchester United because we're both Man United yeah. fans. And he knows a lot about Man United. It's a good, strong Manchester accent you've got there, GK. <laughs> Thanks, I know. From South London. <laughs> um, but I, uh, but he sort of, I think, hides some of his knowledge about the other teams. And then this year it's come come really to, uh, to work in his favour. Um, Meds, I think, was not sandbagging. But I think he's, he's gained some experience through, through yeah. the years. Who's, who's done worse? I actually... Like say it. I saw you look at his name. You know say it. Well, it, it used to be such a point of contention because ha- having your name as a cerebral assassin, first of all, <laughs> just yes. it bothers me so much because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, and I would also have this sort of rivalry rivalry with the RA, and he would always beat me, so that would be annoying. Yeah. Um, and you're the two coolest names in the draft. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. They're definitely the coolest names. So but I get that. I mean, I think Wolf would have something to say. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. Um, but but Yare's like niche knowledge of the Belgian second division obviously isn't helping in this season. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm actually quite surprised. I haven't really looked at his team. Um, no one has, mate. He hasn't clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's definitely. I'll give it to him. He is actually quite good at this game. I thought, by the way, I was really good. Until yeah. I sort of look back, and I actually haven't done that well over the years. Oh. I've enjoyed it a lot, but I've not really. I like. I don't know what my stats would be, but I'm sure I've catered a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I, I might have catered with you at one point. Right. I yeah. feel like I've catered for you. And I think I've, I've, been in, I probably still owe you some money for the catering, actually, <laughs> um, which I definitely will pay when I'm back in. Um, but yeah, I probably mid mid to lower table has been my standard. So that's something I would definitely improve on next time. There you go. You heard Put it here. Words. You heard it here first. Yeah. You know, Katie will approve. So you've had. Oh, so this- but I do want to have a quick, a quick comment for Dutz because the last season I was in, I think, was his first season, and he was the quintessential brilliant ad- addition to the draft. And I was very, very happy that he won last year. Oh, good. <laughs> He's got great banter. He sort of just he he didn't he wasn't sheepish. He just got straight in there. Um, we have the same birthday, which I really oh. appreciate. Uh, <laughs> and. Um, I don't know it's the Eastern all around, all around good guys. So yeah, it's been nice having new additions. I think we probably had the first couple of seasons. There were people who dropped off, but there was a pretty, pretty much a solid base. Mm. And so additions have been have been, I'm sure, very well vetted. Yeah, well, because it's weird because when you talk to people about what we do, they'll either look at you in complete like, "What are you doing with your life?" Like, <laughs> that's the kind of expression that you get. Like you, there's this bemusement, or there's kind of that. It's bemusement, but it's because they want to be involved. Right. Yeah. And there's like a, there is a bit of a waiting list of people that go, look, if anyone ever drops out, let me know. <laughs> well, Nick was exactly the same. He's been like, when I uh, dropped him and mentioned that, like, he might he might come in this season because we've uh, we've had a few people like Good Chike not being available. Um, so the vacancy um, opened up. Nick was like, literally been waiting. He, he made it describe it as if he'd been waiting all his life for this moment. <laughs> for this moment. And like, he, has, he has taken the moment. It's like, he it's really like, has. It's, uh, it's like he gave probably a speech akin to someone who was um, getting oh, into the X Factor final. I heard about this speech, but it wasn't on the podcast, was it? Um, no, it wasn't in the end because we were all outside. But yeah, so... Um, I want to hear excerpts. We'll, we'll find it for you. We'll find it for you. <laughs> But Brad, yeah, Bradley basically said to Nick, how's this, or Zach asked Nick, how's the uh, initiation speech? And 
And Nick just actually, even though it was a complete joke and it wasn't a thing, <laughs> Nick absolutely nailed it. I love it. Nailed it. So next question for... Yeah, they're not very quick for her, are they? No, no, but that's fine. <laughs> next question for Chike. If you were to do it next season, based on this season and previous seasons, who would you draft and who would you avoid? Oh, uh, there's been a lot, of a, t- a lot of talk about avoid. And I do think that players who flatter to deceive, like Deli Alley. Um, okay. because could be a great player, but hasn't really come through a whole season. Um, I also would definitely avoid Manchester United players. It, it almost ruins <laughs> the draft for yeah. me when I draft players of the team that I support, because um, I, I know it just hurts even more when they don't perform. Um, and <laughs> who would I sign? I think it's funny, because I sort of did this this year. I was really like eager to see who had signed who. Um, I definitely would have gone for Sterling. He went for 59 points. I might have driven that up a bit. Um, I definitely would have liked the look of someone like... Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, I, I think I made this point in the in the group that I sort of... I'm sure I would have been the person to discover Trent Alexander-Arnold or, yeah. or, or, or Robertson last year. Like, no one would have known. Yeah. And I would have swooped in and had a great season because of those two. Um, but obviously, everyone knows everyone. Um, but I think you've just got to go really hard for the people you really want. Like, Aaron Wan-Bissaka went for seven points. I would have loved a bit of Wan-Bissaka um, even though he's United even though he's so United just broken your I know and I would have I would have broken my rule on, on the day as well but I just think for value I'm looking at the at the at the, the gym whiteboard yeah uh, <laughs> question mark <laughs> no, that's right yeah. and uh, I think there's there are some I'm, I'm like oh how do you get in for that little that's that's a good that's a good bargain there um, like Matip for three I like I know breaking my rule again Dan James for one I saw him in pre-season. That was ridiculous. He was great. And he went second pick or third pick. That's so ridiculous. I didn't pick him because I thought he still liked to do his GCSEs this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, GK, next question in the quickfire, not so quickfire round. If you could compare... So, drafting-wise, uh-huh. if you could compare yourself to an actual manager an uh-huh. actual let's do a let's do a, an existing premier league manager yes yeah or an out of work premiership manager okay. ah very good let's be inclusive let's be inclusive who would you compare yourself to and why so i like to think i'm a bit of a jürgen klopp for the reason Punchy. that, I, that <laughs> for a guy that's previously said his form is mid table <laughs> go on Pre- Pre- yeah. because I come in with like a lot of enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and um, not that much inherent skill, but with a plan, you know, it's a long-term plan. It's a, it's a three or four seasons. So by, by, are you having a draft like season nine or 10? I'll be knocking on the door of the, of the championship. Actually, he's got a point there because by, are you having a draft season nine or 10? Kyle Walker's Peter might be a first team. This is good. Right on cue. Bradley James. He's been practicing that one in the Uber. <laughs> uh, so Bradley James, now you've just joined us at an, an excellent moment. Um, Chike would compare himself to Jurgen Klopp, obviously. If you were comparing yourself to an actual Premier League manager or an out-of-work Premier League manager, who would it be? I mean, I, I assume the only thing I can 
sort of take from Chike's evaluation of himself is like body type or number of teeth on show when they smile. So, <laughs> so is that it? Actual managing ability. Because I would say I'm a solid Sean Dyche. Oh, that's very good. You know, pragmatic. Always get a good performance out of my team. You might be recapping here, but why on earth is, has, has Chike compared himself to Jurgen Klopp? What reasoning could he possibly give himself for that? Well, actually, you weren't too far off when you said number of teeth on show. I was talking about coming into the league, or in my case, back into the league, with a huge amount of enthusiasm uh, and not necessarily the results to back it up. But then by, by are you having a draft season 9 or 10, are we knocking on the door of the championship? Much like Jurgen Klopp has taken three or four years to get to the pinnacle of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, it's taken you five, and it'll take you more than five, having, you know, given that you've, you've done five years. No, but I, I'm seeing this as a reset. It's like a clean slate, Bradley. Okay, I mean, the history books won't see it as a reset. <laughs> oh, so, you're so divisive, Bradley James. <laughs> I'm here to provide debate, Marcus. Yeah. Even from this far side of the planet. I suppose that's... Explain that when I... I should explain to listeners why I'm in LA. Once I found that we were having Chike as a guest, I thought, right, well, someone's going to fly out here and interview him. <laughs> Sorry to be self-indulgent. That's going to bring up the fact that my managerial comparison would be actually Claudio Ranieri. Ah, what? Is he, out, is he out of a job at the moment? Yeah. Well, yeah. So the the comparison is won the league, which I did. Next season, absolutely bombed it, which I did. Um, and true. yeah, luckily, lucky to still be in a job in the draft. I think that's a fair assessment, a very fair assessment, actually. It's slightly fairer than Chike's. No, you've got to have confidence. You won't, you won't be saying that in 2023, mate. <laughs> you've got to have confidence, and that's what Chike's got in abundance, which we love. We love an opinion, don't we, Bradley? We bloody well do. Don't we, Daniel Mansell? Oh, wait, he's not here. No, he's on the fence, mate. He's keeping that fence warm. Um, so the next quickfire, not-so-quickfire question. Why do you love the draft? It's a good question, because... I'll be honest, and I don't think I've ever shared this with you before, like, I couldn't make it in season six, but I was also working quite a lot in LA and finding it difficult to juggle both. And so I was Is like, you know a what? time difference thing as the well? A time difference thing, like, keeping up with the players and yeah. knowing knowing the league. I didn't, I didn't watch as many games. Um, and so I was like, oh, do you know what? Having a season off won't be so bad. And so I had that season off and also was not in the, in the WhatsApp group. And then towards the end of the season, I really, really missed it. Did you? Yeah, genuinely. So I was happy to be coming back and then work, I mean, it didn't work out, but I, uh, I'm, I'm now determined to be back. So why do I love it? I, I think there is a social aspect. It makes watching the games much more interesting. Um, and like, I think it's come up a few times. No one's normally that interested in like Norwich versus, versus Aston Villa, apart from Wolf. Um, <laughs> but but now that that can be like a gangbuster game if you've got and it can and the thing I love about it as well like you can watch uh, so I mean this weekend is a bad example because it's Leicester who are obviously brilliant versus Crystal Palace who aren't and but it's a two o'clock game on Saturday right but the WhatsApp group goes bonkers it does. for those sort of and even though even, even though like no that's a bad example because it's Leicester because obviously I but usually but if it wasn't for me they, but it would still go bonkers for Leicester versus Crystal Palace. On a Saturday afternoon at yeah, two o'clock. Yeah. Likewise for a Friday night game that might be 
Southampton versus, like you say, Southampton versus Norwich. Or, and there's always, people, everyone, someone's watching, well, Yare's obviously always watching it, <laughs> but there's always that element of interest. Well, um, Bradley, you'll have this being, being in my hometown right now. Um, the game's like early kickoffs can be like 4.30 in the morning. Um, and so I, I've sworn off, especially if Manchester United are playing at 4.30 in the morning on a Saturday morning, I won't watch it anymore because if we lose, that will ruin my whole weekend. <laughs> um, but also there is a great thing about it that you can, you can wake up, watch a few games early and then get on with your day. So I'm sort of looking forward to getting back in that rhythm. One thing about being out here is I've seen more games out here than I would if I was at home because they just, they show everything yeah. on various NBC channels. They always show the big games the main NBC channels and I sort of envisage a lot of American people being like what the hell is this on that note so I grew up in, yeah. in South London near Wimbledon and just the other day or a few weeks ago bumped into Robbie Earl in LA and lost my shit because oh I wasn't sure if I was going to swear there that's fine it's fine, fine. okay <laughs> sorry mum because I I was a, I got a free season ticket when I was a kid at school um, and would go and watch Wimbledon all the time and so seeing Robbie Earl as a grown man I was like beside myself, went over, introduced myself, <laughs> had, had a quick chat. I was wearing my LAFC cap because I'm, I'm now a season ticket holder at LAFC. And um, we had a, bit, a quick chat about the MLS. You're a season ticket at LAFC? I am. Big fan. Although we lost last night, broke my heart. I didn't support the Galaxy. So just for the viewers, Bradley... Uh, I've got a picture of you wearing the, wearing the jersey. <laughs> Myself, Bradley, and a couple other friends of ours, we went to an LAFC game about three or four years ago and they gave us the shirts for free. So the Galaxy or FC? Yeah, it's, be it's before LAFC existed. Okay. Um, and uh, the Galaxy gave us the shirts. I wore it that once, um, but I'm an LAFC fan through and through. How do you pick LAFC over Galaxy? Because LAFC are actually in LA. And Galaxy are like 30 miles away in a place called Carlson. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, and uh, because I managed to get a season ticket. <laughs> the final question, Peter Everill, I think over to you. What impact has the draft had in your life? That's a good question. Um, I'm sorry to say, mostly negative because... <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about, GK? <laughs> Because it hurts to be bad when I really want to be good. Because it takes, <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> it takes up a lot of time. Um, because I, I'm not... It does. It definitely takes up a lot of time. <laughs> um, because I'm not sure I've beaten Yare yet, and that really hurts. Um, I mean, you only had to enter this year and you'd beat Yare. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Although, I, it, this has been said a lot as well on the podcast and in real life. Um, Yare is a great drafter and a great person to have in the draft yeah um, so I will give him that I will never say that to him in person <laughs> when we were talking about watching the games on the Saturday and having more access here Yare on a Saturday I imagine you know in those movies where you've got like the bad guy looking at about 50 monitors in a kind of central hub <laughs> where they can see so yeah. like that scene in, in uh, The Dark Knight where Morgan Freeman's given the power to Batman's like Sonar thing. That is Yara Saturday watching every game across Europe and Asia and North and Southern America. Yeah. Uh, he's got one of them big He's got one of them big satellite dishes, yeah. hasn't he? Yare's watching fifteen screens, one for each of his players, and he doesn't see a single goal on any of those screens. <laughs> <laughs> that last question I want to add, 
I also have missed the camaraderie and the um, banter. Although I'm getting the banter now because I'm in the group. Um, and also the fact that it makes watching football that much more enjoyable. So those are the things I do enjoy. Good. That's good. And with going off the back of um, going off the back of watching it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Just saying about the band in the group. I think now is a good time as any to introduce our favourite feature. You know what it's time for. <gasps> the Curse of Wolf. <laughs> Very good. Um, Post-Halloween edition. It is the post-Halloween edition of The Curse of Wolf. I mean, the first thing to point out is we recorded uh, pre-Halloween last time round, and we thought there'd be a reverse to the curse. In fact, it, that turned out to be a double curse. <laughs> cool. Cool. This, is, this is why I'm glad you phoned in, because you, you messaged me earlier in this week about... A reverse of a, a lack of a reverse of the curse, and it's the this the Palace goalkeeper, isn't it? Uh, he also lost Ashley Barnes of Burnley. Ah, another devastating blow. He then messaged that morning and said, "You can add that to your silly little list." <laughs> and we have Wolf had a mental breakdown. <laughs> can you say that? I don't know, but go on, go for it. When, go on, Pete. What? It, what 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 did he do? Well, I'm not sure because I was at work and I was busy. But all I know is I came back to the WhatsApp group and there was about 150 messages there for me to read. <laughs> Didn't have time to read them all, um, but in summary, I left the read the message that basically said Wolf had left the group, <laughs> and therefore I deduced that he had had a mental breakdown and we were potentially lost a friend as part of fantasy football. <laughs> He, in a fit of pique, uh, claimed that his honour was being called into question. And then those very dramatic words popped up. Johnny Wolf has left. <laughs> and it was dynamite. So, so I live in America. I don't watch whatever that thing is you all watch, Love Island or 
Sex Island, whatever it's called. <laughs> but Sex Island. This was better by a, a number or of order of magnitudes. It was. It was. I, I likened it to uh, Colleen Rooney and uh, Rebecca Vardygate. It was spectacular to witness. With that note, that is the end of the curse of wood. Honestly, every time I hear that jingle, I laugh still to this day. It makes me howl with laughter. It's brilliant. And we're back. And just before we lose Chike to LA, we've got Bradley back on the line. And we're joined, we're joined by uh, my fabulous co-host, Peter Everall. Pete, um, what do you want to bring to the table? I want to be bring my predictive algorithm to the table. Cheeky, what do you think about the predictive algorithm? Oh, that was a, that was an especially good episode. <laughs> um, I, I, I still don't know if it's like scientific or if it's just your opinion, um, but it was particularly funny to listen to. Um, and we want to know how it, we want to know how how is it looking? How's it faring? How's it faring? Good question. So first of all, why haven't I got a jingle? Pete's predictive algorithm. So, quarter of the way through, how's the model doing? Or, more importantly, how are people faring to the model? Is that how far we're through the league already? A quarter of the way through? Yeah. Game week 10 of game week 38. So, talk to us. So, you had Meds winning and me bottom. Yeah. Which is still a sore point. <laughs> Which I've still not gotten over. So where are we at at the moment? So let's talk about meds first. Yep. Right. Let's talk about meds, baby. baby. Let's talk about Martinelli scoring some more goals for Arsenal tonight against Liverpool. Yeah, baby. Let's talk about meds. You really followed that through to its natural conclusion. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about meds because the whole point of my predictive model was to say... Who is going to fare well based on what they drafted? That's what the model is there to do. I predicted Med to do very well based on what he drafted, right? Clue to Meds, do not make any changes to your team. The model tells you not to. Right, 10 game weeks in, who has made the most changes to his team? But this this is what I was trying to say to you a couple of weeks ago. The last time you were on, I said to you, this is the problem with your model, is nobody ever keeps the same team. Apart from Mel, who is top of the league. <laughs> All right, GK. I think, I think LA's calling. I think you need to get back, I think you need to get back home, mate. Right. No, but, so I'm... But go on, on your no, point... Chike's made, no, Chike's made it even better, annoyingly. But, well, the point is, Meds has got 15 players in his team, and he's changed three, six, seven, eight of them. More than half of his players have gone. So... Brilliant point, GK. Well made. <laughs> Why? Well, just go out with it. Always him. adding value, this lad. <laughs> so, yes, the whole point is my model is only predicting what people have done, not what changes they're going to make. Okay. The point is don't make changes. The model's predicted you're going to do really well. So, <laughs> let's, ha- let's give three examples to that. Meds, you're predicted to win the league, don't make any changes. Meds has made the most amounts of changes 
And in terms of where he was predicted to be versus where he currently is now, he's performing the worst out of anyone. Explain that. So Medge was predicted to finish in first position. He's currently in seventh. Where was I so predicted? So what are the stats on his? What are the stats on his changes? Like what points would he have had if he'd have left his players in? So in his defence, his third biggest point scorer would have been Laporte. Now Laporte yeah. suffered an injury at the beginning of the season, so that would have been an enforced change. So that has cost him about 170 points this season. Right. Yeah. Um, but other positions he's changed. I look at the people he's brought in. McTominay. Um, I think that's a great signing, to be fair. <clears throat> McTominay scored two goals since he joined Roymond. Anyway, brushing over that. That's not the point. <laughs> also, finally, the point on myself. Lessons learned. If you build a predictive model yourself that you use to base your team upon. Do not get against that model. So, I built a model. I had Will Iron, I had Lewis Duncan. I decided to change those players. Got up to a Greek mountain where I got reception whilst on vacation. <laughs> this is on actual. This is you actually in Greece. Yeah, this you? is in Greece. I decided. I got trigger fingers. I was on the beach. I was a little bit bored. I got in a car. Too many pints of mythos. Too many pints of mythos. <laughs> I decided to make changes to my team, go against my model. I drove up to the top of a Greek mountain, got signal, replaced, got out of my team, Will Ann and Lewis Dunk. That has cost me a net 50 points. Ooh, oh, dear. A After net only a 50 few weeks. Points. Can I ask a question? Would it not have been easier to get Wi Fi? This, this is Pete. I don't know whether you've ever met Pete before. Pete doesn't think about things. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, Chico, not on a remote beach in Greece. But no, there were but... None, none of the bars or restaurants had Wi-Fi. There was no bars there. Just just a random Re- beach. Remote beach. Like 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 a stranded island. Yes. Wow. Fair enough. But you still, with the time difference, you thought I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to make some changes. I went against my model. Lesson to you all. Go against my model. This is what happens. It's cost me a net 50 points. Rue the That's day. the difference between me being in my current position of 10th and being in 6th place. So, but, so but, but, I will point out, let me also make a little point. Are you going to talk about I that? predicted Yare to finish 12th. Yare is currently 13th. Yeah. The accuracy of the model. Also, no, you can't. That can't be the only accuracy. Because everyone else is doing a lot better or a yeah. lot worse. Like, do you know what I mean? You've got. You've just... I predicted Marcus to finish bottom. We've not spoken since because he's fallen out with me. Don't like you. Um, Marcus has been doing well up until the last couple of weeks, and then he's been started to plummet back towards the bottom. Shut as per my model. He's ahead of my model schedule, mate. Shut up. No, you're talking absolute nonsense. Yeah, but also even a couple of weeks ago, you. I was like. Oh, looks like my one-man team's doing well. Like sarcastic because Brummett was like, "You've only got Aguero," and Aguero was on the bench, and my team did really, really well. You even on the WhatsApp group, you said, "Touche, Marcus," as in like, "Yeah, good point." So I love how you're in in private. You're going well done, Marcus. Some good drafting there, but you know, as soon as you get into a public forum, that's it. You're showing off to your mates. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's early days, but it's starting to prove that my model is accurate. 
I completely disagree. I'm sorry. This is a longer conversation. You can't just shut it down like it's like you can't just shut it down like that. You're wrong. That we will not know that until the end of the season. It's my feature, mate. Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, this is Pete's feature. Carry on, Pete. Also, I would say that I've had a lot of criticism from people who didn't like the outputs of my model. Because it's wrong. One of them was Yaro. Right? <laughs> Again, not here to do Because I predicted himself second from bottom. Yare doesn't like my model. Yeah, at the weekend was slipping into my DMs, messaging me, <laughs> asking me technical questions how I built my model. And when I told him and then said, are you thinking of building a model next year? He was like, no, 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 mate, I don't need a model. Here's my, <laughs> here's my predictive model. Yare's not going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now that Pete is with us, obviously we need to have an update on the bet. The Snodgrass Rice bet that I was losing. Hashtag Ricegrass. Hashtag Ricegrass. Chike, are you aware of this bet? I think so. Loosely, but go on, tell me about it. Pete? The bet is me and Bradley bet Marcus and Nick that... Snodgrass and Rice combined would not score more than 150 points. Yeah. So if Snodgrass and Rice combined score more than 150 points, me and Bradley have to take Marcus and Nick out for a slap-up meal. I cannot wait. If if Snodgrass (laughs) and Rice combined score less than 150 points... Marcus and Nick are paying for me and Bradley to be wined and dined. Do you know I, I, what else is an addition to that bet, Peter? Oh yes, <laughs> this is where we <laughs> took it up a level last time we you, were on. It was right? you that took it up a level. I would say this bit, I would say this is the actual punishment. Because <laughs> at the moment it sounds like a double date. Yeah. So yeah. So at the moment it's a double date. It's just a double date with two people being generous. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a double date, right? But the punishment is. The people who lose the bet have to go out wearing their Are You Are Having a Draft kit. So, Which for Bradley's fine because he's obviously given himself the coolest kit. I actually really like my Cheek, kit. His kit is lovely. As I mentioned earlier, mine is like fluorescent orange. <laughs> Max Verstappen. <laughs> so if Snodgrass and Rice get combined less than 150 points... Marcus and Nick have to go out for a meal with me know, and Bradley. Do you know where we're going as well? I've worked it out. I've worked it already. We get to pick if we win the bet. No, you don't. Yeah, of course we do. No, you're just adding don't stuff. Don't we, Bradley? We get <laughs> like, to pick the we're bet. We're going to a Michelin star restaurant in Paris. <laughs> adding and stuff. you have to pay for the Eurostar too. Wait, we're going to, in my mind, we're going to Red Dog Saloon. <laughs> Is that not where we're going? So if you guys win the bet, then I guess we're going to Red <laughs> if me and Bradley win the bet, we haven't decided where you're oh. going to go in your full kit wanker yet. I'll book a table at the Savoy now then. Snodgrass this weekend um, scored, yeah, which went absolutely bonkers, obviously, on the WhatsApp group. So that must be putting uh, me and Nick in a, in a prime position to be uh, wine and dined. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this. So, on, what's the point? Snodgrass 
Even with his goal at the weekend, yeah. has 13 points. What? Like this weekend? No, altogether, mate. <laughs> no. Yeah. 13 oh, points. Check, check, check it. Yeah. Right? Rice has a, a total amount of points of 21, which means Rice and Snodgrass have a combined total, a qu- just over a quarter way through the <laughs> season, of 34 points. Well, that, with my rudimentary map, that'll, that'll sort us out, won't it? Can do some easy maths here. That's, that's obviously 10 game weeks. That's 3.4 points a game week, which yep. is about, just under about 130 points, I think. You say that, Bradley, so and Pete, Pete is sitting here, because Pete is such a geek, he's sitting here with his laptop, with a spreadsheet out. He's one of the spreadsheet wankers of our group. Go on, tell him, Pete, where is it? Their current run rate combined... Puts them at a grand total at the end of the season of 129 points. Oh, this is going to be tight. But but this is but this is what is proved this weekend. Like Snodgrass scored a goal and it bumped it up straight away. So, for example, if Rice was to assist Snodgrass one week, yeah, yeah, that thank you, Chico. Yeah, it does scream. Rice could score a hat trick out of the blue. Like just like <laughs> uh, Perez did for a certain Mr. Bradley James this weekend. So, that wasn't really out of the blue because Perez is a decent player. Ask Yare if he thinks that. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> Yare got rid of Perez uh, because he was like, oh, he's not getting any goals. And then full hat trick. Um, I th- I still feel that... Still so, feeling confident? You want to raise the stakes? No, no, no. I don't want to raise the stakes. But I feel like that with... <laughs> with, with essentially like... 21 points in it. So if it carries on as consistently as this, there's 21 points in it. But what could what could also happen is that Rice could assist Snodgrass one week and it can completely turn around. So I think it's game on to the end of the season. Chike? I think also form plays into it because sometimes you need to play yourself into a bit of form. They could have three or four strong game weeks on the bounce and then that scuppers you too. Well, Works in your favour. Look, we need to get Chica. Chica, you need to relocate. Get back over here. <laughs> get supporting us. Um, brilliant. Thanks for that, Pete. And we're back with an old feature, but a good feature. Ladies and gentlemen. Pookie Watch! I'm chirping up now because I've been here a little while, um, but this is a good feature because I agreed with the central premise from the very beginning. Uh, again, thank you, TK. Um, what was it you agreed with Pookie was? Just, just that he had such a blinding start to the season and it was evident that neither he nor Norwich were going to keep that up. Um, and if someone had had the nouse, they would have seen that, known that, switched him out for someone, uh, a, a big oh, heavy hitter. Pukie's last six scores. Uh, last five, but close enough. That is a total of eight points in five game weeks. What? Previous to that, 12, 2, 11, 17, Ooh. and 7. Ooh. That is the scores from Pukie's first five games. And in those first five games, he scored 49 points. 49 points more than in his last five games. Now... I think that is evidence, if ever there was one, that if Nick 
league. He can look back at the moment after game week five where he should have traded Puki at the trading price that he would have got for him and brought in a player who is more consistent and doesn't play for Norwich. Instead, he held fire. I would say there was inexperience or arrogance whichever way you want to I don't I don't you want to fall on that I don't think it's I certainly don't think it's arrogance I almost don't think it's inexperience I feel like it's just like if I was to, if I had Pookie in my team for example I feel like it would be like blind like hope yeah yeah it's sort of human nature as well isn't it you, you want to hope that he continue well it's yeah it's that he continues I that think form that's dark hope in our all our experiences of the premier league that even strikes at the top don't that kind of form but after five games when someone's notched up 49 points that's almost 10 points a game but I mean well, yes the, what do you do you turn around and you say right who wants Pookie I'm fully 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 aware that this is Pookie watch and I'm fully aware that I talk about Leicester too much on this podcast but in the season that Vardy scored all those goals and Leicester won the league oh, that, you have said that that is w- true would you have Arguably, would you have gone five or six weeks in? Would you have gone in hindsight? Would you have gone, you know what, Vardy's peaked now. I'm going to swap him out. Well, you're talking about two situations. That one is on a team for Leicester, uh, for Norwich, who won one of those games in those five, conceded a hell of a lot of goals, and had the element of surprise into the league for the first five games of the season. Yeah, Vardy's run. Surprise! We're in yellow. (laughs) Vardy's run. 11 games in a row, all of which Leicester were winning or drawing, getting points from. And Champions Leicester were a team that, by the time he'd done that, it was halfway through the season. There's a big difference. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to stick with that striker I was... who has picked off that, that many goals up to that point. However, Puki, it's five games in. It's such early doors. You might as well chance your arm and, and cash in on that because, as I say, his trade price, and what I mean by that is the player he could have got in return would have been significantly better, certainly in the last five games, than would have been the case um, that he's been left with Pookie. Was Nick getting some good offers? Were there? I don't, I'm, I'm in the main WhatsApp chat group, but I'm not in the uh, trade group or the transfer group, so I don't see the <laughs> I don't see the back end. Well, here's the thing, and again, I, this is certainly inexperience. What he could easily do is, if he looks around the league, he can pick off players and go. He could message six drafters and go, hey, Pookie for this guy, and see what he gets. Because people would turn around and go, yes, no, what have you. He could find himself with you know, three of those people going, yeah, okay. And he didn't. He didn't know how to shop around. He didn't have that experience to be able to do that. So another question I have for one of the esteemed hosts of this podcast is to Marcus. If in week four, let's say, yeah. um, Nick came to you, slid into your DMs, and said, listen, Rashford missed the penalty already, had a terrible start to the season, United are looking ropey, Pookie flying high, let's have a trade. Um, I think at that time in this, if, if I'd have, so for example, because obviously um, Rashford came into my team a little bit later, but if, if at that time, honestly, without the benefit of hindsight, if at that time he'd have said that to me and I had Rashford, I'd have gone, yeah, yeah, I'll take Pookie. But this is interesting, and this is complete. This is completely unplanned. This is completely unplanned. What? what Dan's so stupid. Our mate Dan. Our, <laughs> ma- our mate Dan is sitting in the room with us as well. Watching uh, the Arsenal Liverpool game on watching, silence. Watching Arsenal Liverpool on silence. He's a good lad. He's literally laughing at me. But 
also, so this is what I this is what um, I've not talked about, and we, this is completely unplanned. But Nick actually messaged me today. <laughs> oh, Nick! Mess- controversial timing. Nick messaged me today and was like, "All right, mate. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got an inch." I've got an interesting trade offer for you, dot, dot, dot. And I just messaged back going, go on, thinking, who has Nick got that I could possibly be interested in? Sterling for Aguero. (laughs) But everyone knows I'm interested in Pookie. So I reckon he's come to it too late and he's actually trying to just sell Pookie off to me. I think we've got a very long overdue social media roundup coming up. Bradley, what have you got for us? I'm going to start off with the Snarky Princess. <laughs> Who? What is the Snarky Princess? <laughs> well, I'm giving props to the Snarky Princess due to the fact that she has not held back. She's got stuck into um, a couple of our drafters. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she's taken a look at the league table. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the first thing she's uh, observed is that the cerebrum has certainly been assassinated. I, well, it's something that Chike um, referred to earlier on. Been saying it for three years. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> oh. maybe more. Yeah, she's not pulling her punches. Um, next after that, she um, decided to let Phil have both barrels. Oh. God, what did she say about Phil? I, I wouldn't let she, Phil have it with both barrels. <laughs> she says change name FC has kind of been a shit show from the beginning seeing that red arrow beside your name week after week Pralis sings a little little winky face uh, I, I tell you what I, I'm impressed with your sorry, with your oh sorry I'm, I'm impressed with your user engagement because she's had to be watching that to, to even make the comment so um, well, not casual okay. viewers no not casual she's, she's done her homework she's you know, she's invested in the league. Um, Phil made the point that we should probably replace her in the group with Mantle because she'd be better for WhatsApp group uh, bands. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few. There's been. I, th- I feel like Snarky Prince has made a few, um, a few indentations in our WhatsApp group. Actually, hasn't she recently? We've we've been chatting about you, Snarky Princess. Keep up the good work. Next up is Helen with an E on the end. Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> Thank you, Chica. She's got stuck into somebody. She put, fate cannot be decided so early in the season, dot, 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 except for the cerebral assassin. Oh. <laughs> I See, love it. Whenever, if, if I was to say that about Yare, the cerebral assassin, he'd be, he'd be WhatsApping me saying, don't say that, don't say this. But, you know, the fans are saying it. The, the fans are saying it. The table, the table does not lie. <laughs> Chica. Oh. But I'll be back next season, and it's, it's Jurgen Klopp's turn to, you know, claim the crown. To dive to the bottom of the league. Oh, I see, claim the crown. Got you. Game on. Well, that hasn't worked out so well for Brummett on his comeback, but maybe you can show him how it's supposed to be done. Exactly. Um, I've got a last one for you, Marcus. Thanks, mate. Go on. Elizabeth S. S um, for sugar. Oh, yeah. I think she knows 
how you feel. She put, um, I want you to know I dreamed about the podcast last night. You had a contest for listeners and I was a contestant. And Bradley was asking obscure questions and I was stressed out because I didn't know any of the answers. That's basically me every single time we do the podcast. Every time we do a quiz, I'm pretty sure that's you. I think she just tapped into you in the form of a dream. And there's one final one, Bradley, actually, that I've um, I located on the social media. And this is a guy called Paul Cartledge. Real and, name. And real <laughs> Cartledge is kind of a it's a funny one. But Paul Cartledge says, Brilliant podcast. Thanks. Love every minute of it. Exclamation mark. This is one for you, Pete. This is this this in the next sentence. Stoke fan, now living in New Zealand. Hmm. Had to get as far away from the team as he possibly could. <laughs> and he goes, hmm, rugby fantasy league could be fun. Dot, dot, dot. Pete, what do you think about that as a Stoke fan? No, it couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but to have a Stoke fan all, you know, on the other side of the world listening to our in podcast. In the antipodes. That's... It's a, is it antipodes or antipodes? It's the antipodes, but... There's a play called the Antipodes at the National. So anyway, <laughs> very highbrow. This is the, went over my head. The cult. This is the cultural section. And so how do you feel about that, Pete? Fantastic. Uh, fantastic. So, so uh, Paul Cartledge, keep on listening, pal. Um, <laughs> in his most Stoke voice, he can yeah, muster. Yeah. So, but just keep on listening, But just. <laughs> So for Paul, um, Pete, would you like to tell him about your experience at Stoke versus Millwall this weekend? Oh, is, is, that's not really PG, is it? It's not one for the listeners, <laughs> other than the fact it was uh, a miserable footballing experience. And thank you for listening again to another episode of... Are you having a draft? Very good. And you've uh, that's been me, Marcus Ellard, here in London, and Bradley James in... Reporting live from Beverly Hills. <laughs> and um, as usual, we've got a few fantastic thank yous. First of all, we'd like to thank our fantastic... We'd like to thank our fantastic producer, Zach Brown. Uh, cheers, Zach. Thank you, mate. Uh, also, thank you, Kate Bellamy. Uh, some of the artwork at kate.made.this uh, we'd also like to thank our wonderful uh, composer lyricist musician who did the soundtrack for the podcast CJ Pandit CJ Pandit also hey Matthew Melloloo thank you very much pal at Matthew Melloloo did the stickers didn't he did all the stickers did the artwork and photography by Will Coburn Will Coburn at Will Coburn even and Will Coburn Photography.com or is it wcobernphotography.com? It's one of those two. Stick one of them in, you'll find him, you'll probably find him. <laughs> <laughs> and also, last but not least, our wonderful friends and our wonderful hosts at Acast. Acast, baby cakes, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for downloading. Um, we'd also like to take this opportunity to say, give us five stars, give us a comment on iTunes or wherever you listen. Follow us on... Twitter, Instagram, at having a draft. Send us some words. Chike. Marcus. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, really <laughs> appreciate it. 
Thanks for flying all the way in from LA to join us. How's it been? It's been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure. I can't wait. I'll be on the 405 stuck in traffic listening to this next week. Um, <laughs> for the uh, viewers who do not, or viewers, listeners who do not know. I know. That's just a terrible freeway in and LA. When are we going to see you again? Well, I'm not going to make it for the Christmas drinks, I don't think. Oh. Um, but I will book my ticket August well, we need to work out when the pre- beginning all, of the... I feel like it's August 7th, but I feel like that's the thing. I'll be back. I'll be there. Wouldn't miss it. Mate, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Are You Having a Draft? Thank you, Bradley, for joining us from LA. My absolute pleasure, boys. Pete, thank you so much for uh, standing in for me whilst I am away. I shall see you boys at the weekend for the Rugby World Cup final. Until next time, draft safe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 